Good evening, Skylar. Good morning, Kim. It's been... I say this every week, and I feel like this is yes, just indicative of like not have, not knowing how to start an episode, but it's been a week, right? It's been a week <laughs> well, and it's a always, day. It's, 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 it's always a week, and today is Sunday, so we're recording uh, later than usual because, well... Um, it's, it's because of me, because I, I suddenly happened to have a social life. So yesterday I was invited to a dinner and uh, didn't want to decline. So uh, I, mean, I can't blame you, you because because last Saturday I went to a, a, a dinner and a get together. But luckily for me, recording is in the middle of the afternoon. But no, I, mm-hmm. I can't blame you. Yeah, it's um. So I think, like you know, for our like, first of all, thank you, dear co-host, for being flexible, and secondly, that's kind of like a warning, like you know, uh, a sign of what's to come to for our dear listeners. Um, now that the weather is getting warmer, and uh, possibly our <laughs> schedule will be a little bit more hectic because, well. It's warm outside. It's spring is almost here, and it means I'll be outside way more. And Saturday is a day of activity. Anyways, we'll figure something out. Um, and uh, yeah. but generally, yeah, there won't be. You know, winter is over. Being homebound is also thankfully over. And uh, I can't express how delighted I am about that. <laughs> I, I did a, a fun thing this week, and, and this made me think about it because I am I am on the tech crew for a um, an upcoming production of a musical that my university is putting on, um, oh, or wow. I'm I'm possibly on the tech crew because I volunteered to do something, and it it seems like I have a skill that might be useful. Um, that's a cryptic way of saying I know how to do sound production. Um, Wiggles. Yeah. But it it like like when when I was in the meeting I was like I was figuring out the schedule and it's like there are the schedule for the performances is five days a week for two whole weeks right um one performance every day it's like Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday for two weeks okay right? okay and I'm asking you a question then are you this sure isn't you going have to time for that this is not well yes I do <laughs> okay. Um, but okay. this isn't going to conflict with the recording. But this is this is it's something that made me think about it. But yeah, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's I and I talked about this on like Discord with people and um, sound production, like the thing where you have the whole mixer board and you have to you're the one in control of the levels of everything. Um, mm-hmm. And this musical, this is a musical, so sixteen different microphones, a three or four piece band, right? That's off in the corner and. Um, I know how to do it because I've done it before, right? But it's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of fun because I haven't had a chance to do something like this in a while. But yes, um, so life gets busy. Um, and, you know, every once in a while I think, how have, how have we survived having a Saturday recording for so long? But I think both of us, I don't know, both of us have, have happened to, it just works out. So, right. And it's better than doing it during the week. Um, but anyway definitely and it's like the reason why i kind of like i would i try to make saturday work is because um normally i uh, you know it's a weekend i follow the stand the default week of like from monday to friday it's weekdays and then the weekend is saturday sunday and i like to keep sunday completely empty of any commitments because there is nothing more relaxing to me on a weekend than 
waking up on a Sunday knowing there is like, I don't have to rush anywhere. And it doesn't mean that I don't get things done. It's just like, it's just like everything is like very slow paced and very relaxed. And it's a very slow Sunday breakfast, you know, things like that. And yeah. just generally, you know, it's a, I like to have Sundays as a quiet day. And as a result, Sundays get packed, but to a reasonable extent, because I started with the language lesson in the morning. Then there is like, you know, if there is any, you know, meetings with friends or, some, or anything or like errands to run that's like sunday a saturday daytime and then evening is um for recording and most of the time it works out but occasionally a social commitment like you know a meeting with a friend uh happens to be in the evening and that is actually a good opportunity to announce that uh in the there would be in march there would there would be two weekends where we're not going to be recording because we're taking a spring break that uh kind of like again quite coincidentally our plans have aligned both of us yeah. are not going to be available for recording but yeah. um so generally yeah saturday's evening work out most of the time and in winter it's so easy because in winter uh it's dark and cold and so my instinct is just to stay at home all the time fair um usually for me sun, sun i do the same thing on sundays it's like i'll do like laundry and stuff and like th those sort of like housekeeping chores on sundays um but like yesterday i got groceries and all that usually recently su my sundays have been um i'll wake up to some follow-up from friends like it just like pinged me or something speaking of i think both of us forgot to check the email but i doubt we have any emails but we did get mm, some i have some checked it we don't have any emails but um th this we is we do have follow-up via the usual hectic yeah. discord ways well in one of the keyboard discords someone pinged me and it was it was the, the the name i invoked in last week's episode when i was talking about clicky switches um first of all it's pronounced nottingham which okay yeah nottingham um, yeah not nottingham forest right um uh so i i think i i mentioned something i was talking about key, like switches keyboard switches last yeah. week and I said someone would be angry at me if I said this. And it turns out I was right, but I like I was wanting to cover my bases. Clicky switches are usually tactile. There is an exception okay. to that, but in general, clicky switches are tactile. Gateron Blues, which is what you have in your keyboard, I think. Um, mm -hmm. There was this thing I was talking about. It's like cherry profile. It's a certain like keycap like sculpting sculpting profile. Yeah. It's it's so funny. It's like you know, just sorry for interrupting, but like you know, we have the sentence in the follow up, and it's. It's English. It's all the words, but still, like parsing that sentence is a bit <laughs> a yeah. challenge because it says literally says Gatron Blues will likely have collision with the middle row of a cherry profile set, but not everyone will notice. And I'm like, okay, right. So to explain this, <laughs> the keycap itself, when mm -hmm. you press down, the keycap itself should not hit the housing of the switch, right? Okay. Is that right? So because of the way cherry profile is and because of the way some switches are made the middle row which is like your home row the asdf one yeah um those keycaps might hit the housing of the switch for certain switches and and when you're using that uh keycap set or keycap profile but um most of the time it doesn't matter uh stock okay. so i i and i mentioned so the 
keycaps that you have in your keyboard right now, I mentioned last week that they were double shot, which is to say mm-hmm. like, when yeah. you're doing injection molding, you do two different shots. Turns out that's not true mm-hmm. for Keychron keycaps. Yeah. What they do is single shot, injected into transparent plastic, coated with an opaque coating, and and then the legends are cut out with some sort of laser, which is like, that's that seems infinitely more complex than just doing a double shot, but I guess it works. Um, um, well, no, it actually, I think it is, it is more steps, but it doesn't, it's not like, you know, I can see why it is cheaper because you have, um, like, you univer- like the molding is not fiddly, you know, because if you have to do double short mo- molding, like the, the molds are like more detailed, you know, because they have to have like letters and so on. Uh, because like yeah, like because the way the way I kind of imagine is that the the mold uh, has to have gaps where the uh, letter itself is going to be kind of like then in, like uh, poured in the second time, you know, and that's very finicky. So. I can see how this like more multi-step it's still uh you know quicker in 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 the end or yeah. like more like you know scalable easier to scale. So, well, um now I know that it's a coating. So and, and I guess th- there is a potential as a result that it will rub off, but honestly I don't worry well, about it. I don't I mean any so most of the time with keycaps, you'll see double shot or die sub, which is short for die sublimation, which is basically mm-hmm. when the legend is printed onto the keycap, right? It's just, mm-hmm. and with those, and here it is like theoretically, here it is, is like chance, it's reverse. Yeah, theoretically, there's a chance that those will rub off, but most people don't worry about it. If the die sub is good enough, then it doesn't matter. And I think this probably has less of a chance to rub off than. Yeah, I, and, I, and again, I feel like even every if, time we talk about keyboards, there's a chance that we're going to get more follow up, but that's that's just the cycle, right? Um, uh, yes, I don't it's, know it's what always I'm great. About. But 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 oh god, me neither. Uh, but the thing is, like, even let's say theoretically, my the legends from my keyboards uh, from my keys uh, rub off. Naturally, they will rub off from the most frequently used keys, so it's lesser keys, and these are the ones where I don't need legends because, well, I'm um, I blind type. But I, mean, I do need legends for all these, like, you know, um, for all the other non-letter keys. And those are less frequently used, so those, the likelihood of those rubbing off is infinitely uh, lower. So, you know, all good. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you, there's this set that is going to be, like, in stock soon called the uh, Little Dragon. Um, oh, and interesting you can name. Get, you can get... So like it it it's a set where like the way you have to fill in the the subsets is like weird, but you can get the blank alphas right, um, and it's a profile that's uniform, so you don't have to worry about like different rows being different shapes. Um, you can get blank alphas and the normal mods, and so I'm tempted to just like send that to you and and like persuade you to get it because you can get you know if you're a touch well, typist, I have, and I, like, am I mean. Too, I mean, you can get the just blank. saying, I have birthday yeah. coming up soon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'm also going to buy this kit for kidding, myself as kidding. soon as it, it goes in stock too. So, mm. um, it's a really, it's it's really good looking, and I'm, I'm novel okay, key so says it, it has been, it, it's supposed to be in stock like any day now because it says okay. Q1 2023. So I'm like, 
I'm just waiting. Um, also, mm, well, to- Q1 is like there is still entire month of Q1, so yeah. Oh, also like. But okay, yeah. D- yeah. Again, it's quite unlikely that I'm going to buy it. Uh, well, because I've just just yesterday I bl- completely blew my book budget by buying <laughs> three more books. But again, who is surprised? Definitely not me. Mm, but yeah, you know the name alone is intriguing. Yeah. Um, also, if we're talking about key front keycaps, the stock, this is, I don't know, the stock keycaps aren't very high quality, right? If you use other keycaps, you you see that very easily, but if it's, yeah, so. But if you're coming to Keychron from a default membrane keyboard, yes. Skyler, trust me. The keycaps don't I'm matter very if, ha- if your point of reference is mechanical versus membrane then the keycaps don't matter it's it's better. precisely and that's exactly my, my 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 reference so i'm coming like so i'm incredibly happy with keychron and it's i guess it's like with those like you know remember when there was a switch from non-retina to retina sc- uh, screens and everyone was yeah. like okay if you're like you know if you don't have if you can't buy if you can't switch to retina anytime soon just don't look at retina screens at all because they will spoil you <laughs> i would imagine See, it's the same with the keyboards I don't. All I need to do yeah. is to stay away from a higher quality builds, and I'm good. Well, yeah, and and when you when you end up like me, and I'm mild, but I have six different types of switches, and four different keycap sets, and three like four whole different keyboards, like PCBs and stuff, um, that I've been messing around with. So like, and one of them, I'm waiting to get a new microcontroller because the one I was sent is defective in some way because it's been acting weird. Um, so. And what does microcontroller do? It's a um, sometimes called a daughter board. It's the thing that you know. It's the it's the actual computer of the keyboard, right? It's the thing that you plug into, and it, oh, like it it goes onto the PCB it. and it's wired in. So that's what actually reads your key presses. Like that's the that's the brains. For some keyboards, it's built into the PCB. For smaller like ergo builds, it's usually not, but it depends. Um, but that's 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 the project that is sort of on hold that I'm waiting on because it's a it's a really cool keyboard that I want to work that has not worked yet, um, and I I just have bad luck with builds. But anyway, moving on from keyboards corner, do you want to give us an update? <laughs> that on was your... follow up. Yeah, but it basically became keyboards corner. Indeed. Let's be honest. Um, do you want to give us some follow up on your KonMari project? Yes. Um... I do. Well, the second stage, papers, that that's what I last time, uh, what I last talked about, took way longer than I anticipated, which is again, uh, that's something I should have anticipated. But I think at this stage, I'm quite done with them. So I have uh, now, uh, you know, got read and shredded things that are no longer relevant, took forever. And it's all now confined to, like, um, one um, two by four calyx. Well, not entirely, but most of it. Yeah, uh, like it. So I have a two by four calyx that is like kind of like out of sight, and uh, six of eight uh, slots are full of paper that uh, has survived the sorting. So. Thus, I announced that the paper stage is done. And nice. next, the part the part three of the project is uh, 
hilariously, effectively everything else in the flat. Because, um, well, that's a classification that Marie Kondo is using. Like, uh, she uses this Japanese uh, term komono, which I believe uh, should be interpreted that, like, you know, miscellaneous items. Yeah. So I have, like, you know, I looked at it and I was like, you know, well, that's like, even for my tastes, for someone who loves the category miscellaneous, I have it in every, you know, fold, nested folder structure. Uh, that was a little bit too wide and vague for me. So I broke it down to sorting dishware, then pantry, then all the do-it-yourself tools that I have. Then it's plants and everything related, you know, all the paraphernalia around plants. Because imagine that if you have house plants, you end up having lots of stuff that accompanies them. You know, starting with the... Oh God. What's the word for that vessel that is designated for watering the plants? Looks water. like a gigantic kettle. I mean, I've always just called it a watering can. Watering I mean, can, yes. Yeah. Yes, I say I think that's the word. Um, then, like you have the um, the small shears, then like you know bags of soil, like extra pots, all that. So that needs to be sorted. Then I have like several well at least one cubic meter worth of stuff that is all about uh arts and crafts like things like knitting cross stitching uh sewing then the most troublesome category would be everything technology and electronics related mostly all the cables that you know that web that tangle of cables that i have living in a couple of drawers and I'm even scared to look at it, but I'll have to deal with it. And then, like, and then I guess then everything else after that. So, and, well, it will take me, I think, a good couple months, considering I only do this on weekends and not even every weekend. But um, there is progress. So, and after this stage, the last uh, conclusive one, the, it's going to be sentimental items. And for me, that would be plushes, jewelry, like, if there are any gifts that I actually don't use, which is unlikely, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I would say I'm a sentimental person, but, like, mm, Quite a lot of sentimental items I have there digital. Yeah. You know, photographs, screenshots of um, conversations, emails saved, s things like that. So, and I am not touching anything digital because it is not a physical material clutter. So, I'm, like, I mean, I absolutely don't mind the fact that my hard drive, well, actually, no, I think it's SSD because, like, in the Mac, in the modern Mac Minis, they put SSDs in there, right? Uh, yes, this is this because, like you know, this thing is suspiciously quiet for having a hard oh, drive yeah. in it. Yeah, no, no Apple computers have had hard drives in them for a while, which is I, good. I believe uh, because, yeah. like, uh, and so, like, I don't mind that my drive is like full of things, and certain files and documents I've been carrying over from computer to computer since 1999. To be honest. 
and that's fine because it's not taking space at least the you know physical space and then that would be the project I would be very happy if I get it done before the end of summer. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Fair. Hold me accountable to that. <laughs> you know, let's see if in August I would be able to say, yes, I'm done with the um, my uh, grant tidying up uh, project. Fair. That I mean, that's a good goal. Because, like, I mean... <laughs> I, I think I've mentioned this before when we talk about this, but it's weird in my situation when I don't live, I haven't lived in the same place for over a year, right? Well, since the beginning of college, I haven't, I basically haven't lived in the same place for over a year, right? Because mm -hmm. I've had, like, I've had different dorm rooms. And so you, like, my entire life fits in the back of my truck and I go back and forth from, like, what I consider to be home to, like, my dorm, right? And mm -hmm. so it's weird. It's not like, and you would think, oh, in a situation like that, I'm the most tidy person. I'm absolutely not, right? I, most of the time, <laughs> I just throw all of my crap into a bin and Well, at least you have it, right? a very hard volume limit. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah. Well, oh God, just you wait till you like, you know, end up like, you know, graduate and start uh, living by yourself not in a dorm yeah and hopefully in some like more long-term uh situation no like, i mean th this is a something's moving on my desk i'm i'm good at podcasting um no uh yes, this is are. no sarcasm this is um th this has been a consideration is like i'm i'm living on campus again next semester well next year because i enjoy it right like because it works it's easy um, but eventually, like senior year, I, I want to, I'm going to find some kind of apartment or like shared house that I can live in that's more permanent in the, in this, hunt, like the Huntsville area. Because eventually, you know, I'll, I'll want to be a little bit more tied down so I can get a job and, or do whatever I end up doing after college, right? So, so yes. And it'll also be nice because having a more permanent space like that, um, my biggest concern for when my keyboard collection will eventually grow when as it keeps growing my biggest concern is keep like being able to store all of it right and being able to deal with all of it all of it and with switch sets it's fine because switch sets i can throw into a ziploc bag and they don't take up that much room keycap sets i keep them in their original boxes so they take up a little bit more room keyboards themselves also take up a bit of room so like i've i've outgrown like my my collection used to fit into just like a small um like colorful bin that i have and it's like not that big and i've started to outgrow that and so now i'm like my my keyboard collection is is outgrowing its its uh its uh, container so not being in a dorm wow. will help you know deal with that um definitely definitely will help but again that just reminds me that if only you were into fountain pens or just in pens, <laughs> those take way less space. <laughs> yeah, and they're much more Like my, my entire, like, you know, if we subtract notebooks and paper, my entire pen and ink collection fits into two shallow drawers. Yeah. Just like I have like to the, um, 
left of me I have a IKEA Alex unit and the top drawer is pens the second drawer is ink and well almost all ink fits into that drawer there is one bottle that is outside but simply because it's too tall because Ackerman bottles are just gigantic if only but if only it was incredibly pr- it's like I I mean pens are cool right I have a couple nice fountain pens that I still need to clean out and deal with um but yeah if only it was practical for me to write out an entire midterm essay by hand on a fountain pen so something cool happened yesterday and so it worked out for us that we didn't record yesterday because because i was already planning that um like yesterday was going to be like the event day for me basically um my entire Mm -hmm. my entire afternoon was taken up by this um but yesterday was the first week of the mls season and it was super cool because all of the games were um free on apple tv or apple tv not apple tv plus just apple tv so like if you log in you can watch it right and it's um that was very nice because we got to see apple's new broadcast and like how they're doing this so the first game of the season was nashville hosting new york city fc um it was uh, 3 30 p.m central time yesterday um but i was focusing so much more i care a little bit about these teams like nashville is really close to huntsville so I, i care a little bit about that team but i was mostly watching for just like i wanted to see how they did the broadcast right because mm-hmm. um i haven't watched apple's friday night baseball right because they've done this in the last year where like every friday night they have like one or two baseball games i think it's just one um but question yep is baseball season all year round or do they go on no. a break i think oh, okay i don't even know I think baseball season is centered around the summer because I think the World Series is in like September or October. I can't remember, Um, but I'm pretty sure there's not baseball happening right now. Also, yes. Okay. Also, yes. An American professional sports league calls their championship the world championship, right? The NFL does it too, and I hate it. Um, the MLS. Can't I mean, get I don't away hate it. I find I, I I don't hate it because I find it incredibly amusing. I mean, I hate it because it's, 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 I don't know. Um, the NFL does it too. The MLS can't get away with it though, because football is a well, huge sport. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Good luck calling it world mate, le- like league or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. they couldn't call it the world <laughs> cup, right? That's just, yeah, that's the, just wrong. The, the FIFA, the FIFA would descend in all their righteous uh, fury. Well, I mean. As much as they can claim any righteousness, those crooks. This is the other have thing opinions with about is, FIFA. Imagine that. Th- this is the other thing with MLS is I'm pretty sure that the Premier League refs are FIFA refs, and in the mm-hmm. MLS, the Premier League, the, their refs aren't FIFA. They have their own referee organization. Which yeah, I was is, going to I was going to ask you when you say refs, you mean referees, not reference. Yes, uh, re- referees, right? <laughs> I mean, um, they have it's called the Professional Referee Organization, Pro, right? And it's funded mm-hmm. by I believe like U.S. and Canadian and uh, well, it's funded by whatever organization like governs North American soccer, right? Maybe that's an organization. Maybe it's just like I know like the U.S. U.S. soccer 
Canadian like and and MLS right because every MLS game is refereed by pro um, organization refs and not FIFA right um, and so that's I don't Why know if you hate if you hate FIFA well it's probably just because uh, they can um, and like they're good refs they seem to be doing well and if you hate FIFA then I don't know you might like it. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, yes. I, I, like, you know, I have very complicated feelings about professional sport in general. So, but I wouldn't call it hatred. It's a bit too strong. It's just Fair. like I think like there are so many misplaced incentives in professional sport that leads to, you know, really bad things happening without going further de- in further details. I mean, we've talked about that before with the ISU and. Uh, Mm-hmm. National Olympic Committee, right? That happens. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, to get past that, MLS Week 1 was started yesterday. Uh, first game was Nashville versus New York City FC. Um, Nashville pulled off a 2-0 win, um, and it was it was absolutely beautiful. Um, Zimmerman, Walter Zimmerman, who is a mid- midfielder for, um, for Nashville. Let's see. Um, yeah, goal in the 34th minute. Again, like um, off of a corner kick, right? And it was absolutely beautiful. Um, and and it's funny because like when you see a midfielder make a goal, that's usually what it is. It's usually a corner kick, um, or it's just some some weird situation because usually midfielders don't make goals. But but um, that was so I was mainly focusing on two games yesterday, and it was that one because that was the opener, right? So like when the Nashville game was happening yesterday, it was the only game happening. Uh, and then mm-hmm. later there was a bunch of games happening that all like kicked off at the same time. And then there was um, the other game I was really focusing on, which is Austin um, FC versus St. Louis City, right? Um, and the reason why this is important is because, first of all, so I grew up in the state of Missouri, right? And St. Louis is a city in Missouri. And there's like St. Louis City isn't the first team for the MLS in Missouri, like Sporting KC is also a thing. Um, And that's, you know, and and I'm also going to pay attention to them. Like Sporting KC have their first game of the season uh, later tonight. But um, St. Louis City are a debut team, right? They're they're the, um, they're called the expansion side, right? So it's, yesterday was their first game ever played in MLS, right? And it was, it was a fun game, right? And yeah, their home opener is next week against uh, Charlotte. Charlotte? Why do I always pronounce that wrong? I always feel like I'm pronouncing that word wrong. But anyway, um, no, their home, their home debut is next week, which is going to be mm-hmm. huge. But their first game was in Austin yesterday. And yeah, so first goal of the game. And St. Louis's first ever goal in Major League Soccer, scored by a midfielder um, off a corner kick, right? And it was beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like, and, and like, the team went wild, right? Because it was their, like, first goal in MLS. Like, it's huge. And, the like, everyone was just, it was, it was, it was brilliant. Um, but let's be honest. If you're watching a game like this, Austin FC 
fairly aggressive team, right? Um, they they play they play aggressively, right? Against a team like Austin, if you have forty five like if you have forty percent possession against Austin, that's that's not bad, right? Okay, because okay, they, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I have to interrupt you here. So. I understand forty percent possession. It is like I mean forty percent of the ninety minutes when the, the the entire duration of the game means the team had been in control of the of the football of the ball for forty percent of the time. Yeah. But you've been saying corner kick. Which corner is that? Is it so, like the closest to the opponent's uh, goal? Okay. Okay. So when the ball goes out of bounds in a certain spot, if it's like basically if it goes out of bounds, I think. Yeah, if it goes out of borders, then like you know, referee stops the game. They have to retrieve the ball, and then they kick it from the corner. But from which corner? So corner kick is any corner, right? And if it's a, and I might have the term slightly wrong here, but like an offensive corner kick, is where you are like the ball's being kicked in when you're on the offensive side of the field, which is to say that like the goal that you're nearest to is the goal that you're trying to score to, right? It's the other team's goal, right? Um, and you can get goals off of corner kicks because the person will kick it in and then someone will, like, usually header it into the goal, right? Yeah, and definitely. I mean, I'm not I'm not imagining that the, 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 the ball is following this kind of, like, th- that much of a steep curve. It's just, like, I wasn't sure from which uh, corner it's going to be it, it, it can be either and, corner, and... but usually mm-hmm. because, because most soccer players are right-side dominant, it's best from the left oh, corner. Oh, do they get a choice? Or is no, it referee no, points it's, the it's, corner? It, no, it's whichever corner the ball goes out near, right? Ah, okay. Is where it has to be gotcha. kicked in, right? But it's either side. And so if, you, if you're on the right side corner, right? So like if you're facing the goal from the field, the corner on the right side, you have to kick it in with your left foot if you want a chance. And like, I don't know, good soccer players can do it. Right, but I'm pretty sure most soccer players are like right foot dominant. So, um, so yeah. So either way, but when, yeah, and when you head it in off of a corner kick, it's it looks brilliant, and it doesn't happen all the time because it, you know a defender could as easily just you know header it out towards the middle of the field and like get the ball back in play, right? So that's all good. But so. We're looking at an expansion team, first game in MLS, right, against a fairly aggressive team. And we're talking about, like, you know, possession hungry, right? This is the, this is, like, what the announcers were saying during the game is, like, Austin as a team are fairly, you know, let's see, let's look at the stats. Austin as a team are pretty, you know, aggressive. And so high percentage of possession for them is normal. Right, and at the end of the game, Austin had sixty percent possession. So, right, so that's you know pretty normal. But so we're up one nil, right, going into stoppage time for the first half, and um, the Austin striker scores uh, at four minutes into stoppage time for the first half. Austin striker, uh, the, the striker for Austin scores a goal. And so that's an equalizer. And then at 72 minutes, Austin scores another goal. So now we're down 2-1, right? Um, You know, and that's fine, right? No one's expecting St. Louis to win, right? But 78 minutes, St. Louis striker scores a goal. 86 minutes, 
um, the like another one of the forwards, I think it was, scores, um, and it was absolutely beautiful because it was one of those. It was a breakaway, right? It was like if you watch Ted Lasso, this is this is the thing that was talked about with like Jamie Tart is when you get the breakaway, um, it's 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 magical, right? And uh, Klaus, who is one of the forwards for St. Louis, got the breakaway, and absolutely just rushed it into the goal and it was beautiful so now we're up two three right and you just saw the highlight or i watched the highlight for that um for that goal and the guy was absolutely exhausted after that goal but it was it was beautiful uh game game ends two three st louis have won their first game in mls and they're the first team they're the first debut team first game in mls to win their game win their first game in like four years right because there there was like a um because the mls has been expanding a lot so there have been a lot of expansion teams and st louis is is the one this year but like a few years ago i think it was lafc um they they were an expansion team and they won their first game but but yeah it was it was beautiful and i was ecstatic and if you saw me on mastodon i was you know i was uh very very excited but that was that was the game I was paying attention to. On the broadcast side, there was a few, like, a few really good things happening, right? Um, and if you pay a lot of attention, like, you can see the 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 parts where, in the broadcast, they there's some rough edges, right? There's things that could be polished, right? But in general, it was really it was a really well done broadcast, right? Um, and so like. Announcers were good. Every every game had its own set of announcers, right? And you know that makes sense because they're, they're well. At the venue. I wouldn't. I, I wait a second. Announcers, are, like I mean, I wouldn't. Are they called Com- announcers or commentators? They're called I commentators. In football, I'm using it, the wrong word. Yeah. Yeah, because like it's not like a boxing match. Nobody's announced like you know like it's they're commenting throughout the ninety minutes. So. Yeah, um, but every game had their own set of commentators. But there was this program. Um, called MLS 360 that was going on basically from the beginning of the first game to the end of the last game or past the end of the last game that night so they were on for like nine hours right and it was the same five people but it it was called MLS 360 right and what they were doing was they would show they would have this like the sidebar showing all the active games right and then all the games that have completed right and so it would show the either the current score or the final score depending on where the game was right um and then while the games were happening they would go back and forth between games and they would comment on it in a more not in like commenting on the specific game because if you wanted that you could just tune into the game itself and listen to the commentators for that game what they would do is like comment on like the 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 wider stuff but whenever a goal would happen in any game they would switch to that game and show the goal right and so oh my god Across the league, right? Like, because, like, there were, like, eight games that all started at the same time, right? So if you watch that, if you don't care about a specific team, you can watch that and watch everything going on. And in a... I'm not saying soccer is a boring game. It is. Because I'm perfectly okay... I'm saying that. I'm I'm perfectly okay watching an entire soccer game all the way through. Like, I watched the International Friendly between the U.S. and Colombia, and by all means, it was a boring game, but I was okay with it, right? But if you want... A little bit more spice right you get 
you know, the personalities in the studio, you get to watch the highlights, right? And, you know, after the game is over, they'll show highlights and they'll show interviews with, like, the coaches or a player, right? Or whatever. And, like, it was really, really good. They did it really, really well. Um, and then, like, oh, later in the night when there good. was, like, there was, like, two of the later games that were going on and then, like, after that, there was, like, one last game going on. When there was less happening, it didn't slow down. Like, they kept going. Like, they would show the post-match highlights or the full-time stats for the game or the like interviews with the players afterwards right and they had all this going on and it worked right i think it worked right so that's so in general overall the broadcast is really good i'm really i'm glad apple have done well i think they've done well with this broadcast so yeah, That's, one thing I have yeah. to add is that this MLS 360 is, for me, is quite unfortunate sounding name, because what it makes me think of is this corporate HR 360 performance reviews. <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> yeah, I think the point is, because if you look at the studio itself, the studio seems to go in a circle, right? Because mm-hmm. the at different points in the night, the... the, the, the commentators the pundits right they'll be sat at different points in at different parts in the studio because there's one part where they're just they'll just stand right and the the screen will be behind them or there's a part where they'll sit on like chairs and there's another part where they'll sit at like at the table right and i think because if you look at the screen behind them they'll have the games on in the the big the huge led screen behind them right um and it works and i think the studio itself goes all the way around in a circle but they didn't actually show the entire studio. But I think that's the point. Is like it goes okay, all the way around. Well, but, um, makes, but yeah. That would make more. That would add sense to why it's named. Like, but even if without it, like they, the, you know, it's circular, like overview. So the the sense, you know, the name is yeah. accurate. It's just like it's like my, you know, my my associations are forever. Uh, like you know, spoiled uh, by the fact that I've been working for corporations for so long. Um, but interesting, like you see, uh, it's it's you know interesting comparison to the way I watch figure skating. So um, in um, so there are commentators in figure skating as well, one or two always, and whenever there is a broadcast like uh, on on TV, and however. I am fortunate enough to be able to kind of like you know to watch Eurosport subscription, uh, courtesy of my incredibly generous friend, and the biggest perk of having like this premium, this uh, Eurosport subscription, is that it offers a soundtrack, soundtrack with no commentator, and for me, for figure yeah. skating, that is actually better. Because comment like so many commentators just a don't know when to shut up, b butcher the names of the yeah. athletes, and then just like overdo it with the descriptions and and, and praise and so on. And it's like you know somebody like you know kind of like from my point of view, kind of like skating. Okay. And they would be like absolutely gushing and losing their minds. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you going to do when, um, I don't know, somebody 
else comes so nice better like you know just like don't you want to reserve your superlatives for them so and i know that that's that i mean i've heard football commentators that's not the style their style is like as if they're reporting i mean though what annoys me with those is that often to me they sound like as if they're reporting from a freaking i don't know war field and then this like again you can hear uh, the crowd well, crowd is fine. It's just like you know that's actually the the you know the more entertaining part, especially like when the crowds are singing, and some oh, yeah. of those chants oh, yeah. are incredibly funny. And uh, but like I mean, by the way, check out the YouTube um, videos of compilations of the best football fan chants in England. Those are just so good. Um, some of them are incredibly <laughs> not safe for work, but because, well, it's football fans. Uh, but yep. generally, yeah, football commentators, like, I think they're more useful to for viewer compared to when, to compared to figure skating commentators. Those are just like, I mean, absolutely pointless in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Fair. The, 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 I, I did notice the thing with the crowd noise um, that, I, that I think I commented on last night on Mastodon was it was, what was it? Okay, so the the first game, the, the original game where I was basically just watching the game so that I could nitpick the broadcast. It was in Nashville. So the vast majority of the fans at the stadium were Nashville fans, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever was doing the sound mixing for that broadcast deserves an award, right? Because there were times, like, you could hear the chants in the background. You could hear them, like, chanting NSC, which is Nashville SC, right? So that makes sense. Um, and they had different chants going on at different times. You could hear the drums, like, because they had, like, some people playing, like, trumpets and drums, which I guess is fairly normal. Um, um well, all sorts of noises. I mean, come on, like, Vuvuzelas, they've been for in fashion for quite some time, and those make, oh my god, the sound those make is quite remarkable. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's but, uh, but, not unusual. But there was at one point where I think, like, it had to have been just, like, NSC had possession of the ball, and they were just, like, kicking it back and forth in the backfield, right? And... The people started booing, right? Because I guess that's what you do when the other team has the ball, right? And they boosted the crowd noise a little bit, right? And the commentators sort of just like kept going. And like at no point was the crowd noise drowning out the commentators, right? Because that's good mixing. And there were other games where the crowd noise was too loud, you could barely hear the commentators. Um, but for this game, it was good. But they boosted the booing, and so like you could. And you could tell, like, the crowd didn't just get that much louder. You could tell they turned up the volume a little bit. But it was, whoever did that, like, they did good. Because, you know, you don't just keep the crowd noise at one level. Sometimes there are there are times when you want to hear it more. Um, so that was that was very good, in my opinion. Okay. But yes. Um, that's, that's all I've got for MLS Week 1. Um, what I would recommend is any listeners... If you enjoy watching football, the soccer, but I'm going to call it football, um, and I want to say if you're not in the UK, because I feel like anyone in the UK is spoiled by Premier League. Um, 
if you're a Premier Wait League a fan. Wait a second. What again? I mean, I'm sorry. I have to step in here in defense of all the other leagues because I mean, Premier League is not the best football in the world. Have you seen? I know. Have you seen Latin America football? Have you I seen know. what Cameroon does on the field? I I mean, I know. There's no way for me to watch that, right? There's yeah. no easy way for me to watch any of that, right? Um, yeah. So it is like you know, it's it, like you know. And again, in my opinion, like what I've noticed is that if people are into watching football, they will watch. Okay, I mean, I'm judge, and I'm judging by my dad. My father will watch any kind of football, no matter where in the world it's happening. If he can get his hands on the broadcast, he'll watch it happily and be very invested in it. So I think it just like really doesn't matter. Uh, but again, I might be wrong. So, so what I'm saying is, if you want to follow. Um, MLS. Um, any listeners? It's pretty, it seems to be pretty so easy to do. If if you have so if you have Apple TV Plus, the subscription is a little bit less, but it is a subscription, right? For for MLS season pass, and uh, if it's worth it for you, I'd recommend it because it's you know every single game, every single week, no blackouts, and you get MLS three sixty. Wait, which, blackouts? No blackouts. What what's what what's a blackout? Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to explain this, aren't I? um so <laughs> sorry <laughs> we can keep it out <laughs> no in so in broadcast right so let's look at the nfl american football okay. league mm-hmm. um they have because of traditional cable broadcasters right they have they will have exclusive rights to specific games in specific regions right so basically in Missouri, in the state of Missouri, because we have the Kansas City Chiefs, right? If there is a Chiefs game happening at home, then there will be, like, a broadcaster that has the rights to it. So, like, Fox will have the rights to that in that region, right? So it makes it really difficult for the NFL to have any sort of service where you can see every single game everywhere because they can't stream that. If you're in that region, you the only way to watch that game is through that cable broadcaster, right? And so that's a blackout, right? So NFL has this thing called Sunday Ticket where you can see some of the games. You can see all of the out-of-network games. If if like you can basically see all of the games happening if you aren't if like if you're not like blacked out by some of those contract deals, right? MLS hasn't made those deals, right? And so because of that, they can they sold, you know, their all of their broadcast rights to all of the games for the entire season for the next however many years the contract is to to apple tv right and so you can do that so like every single game every single week without blackouts that's what that means um i mean it basically just means no exceptions you can watch every single game right um and and you can also get mls 360 which i think is a really cool program um this is not an ad this is just me being genuinely excited for something um that's that's football in, on, on the premier league side i don't know what's going on arsenal is still at the top of the table no surprises there um so we i think we mentioned earlier that uh, spring break's coming up for me and mm-hmm. stuff's coming up for you so we're going to have mm-hmm. a couple weeks off um next week's yes. going to be a normal episode hopefully um yeah Next, so next week will be fairly normal, and uh, but on the fifth, 
Not the fifth. On the eleventh. So on the eleventh, yes. 11th we're going of March. to be. Yeah, we're going to be recording a episode out of time, right? But we're going to be for this. We're going to be bringing back uh, the Find My Dragon book club. And yes, because we have at least one book we both read and haven't talked about it. We actually have a couple of them because there's also yeah. Um, that's why yeah. I'm saying at least because I I have like vaguely in my in my memory that there is at least there is one more, but I can't right now. I can't recall which one, but yes, we... Oh, um, Long Way to a Small Angry Planet is the other one that we need to write down, but that's not the one we're talking about. On 11th, you yeah. will he- be able, on 11th of March, you will be able to hear us discuss the book uh, named Light from Uncommon Stars by Rika Aoki. And we have read it upon recommendation from our mutual friend, and we both like the book, so it would be very convivial discussion but we just wanted to go in a little bit in details why exactly we liked it and and so on so it would be a spoiler episode however you will hear it only in two weeks time so if you should have dear listeners and when I'm saying you I'm not addressing Skylar because they have read the book I'm addressing you dear listener you have the opportunity to read this book because two weeks is should like I mean unless you have to wait for it in a library two weeks should be plenty because the book is not that long and uh, that's our programming announcement right so two weeks time we'll be mm-hmm. talking about this book this is your warning and I don't know <laughs> or honestly it sounds so ominous <laughs> if you care like if you really want to like have read the book before listening to the episode you could always just like save the episode and listen to it later definitely but if you want to stay up to date with what the dragons are doing um that will probably be the only thing we're talking about that day because we're we're recording it as like an episode out of time um because the day it actually comes out will be the beginning of spring break for me so i'll be on the road that day Mm, and I would should be on, uh, and I should be on that day enjoying the lakeside. Yeah. So, uh, on a digital getaway. Fair, fair. So that's that's our plan, and we'll talk about that in two weeks. Next week, mm-hmm. still a normal episode though. So. Mm-hmm. 